Hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, I am super pumped to be with you today, and I am so glad that you're hanging out with us in Insurance Town. What a great day. Uh, We've got a great guest on today, and it's someone that uh, I, I met at an event and hit it off and you know, I just felt like this would be a, a great guest to have on the show. And uh, then that was confirmed a month later when I started getting requests to have this guy on. So I uh, reached out to him and uh, had him come on. And so I can't wait for you to hear that. Before we get to that, let's talk about my sponsors. And I say my sponsors are your sponsors are insurance town sponsors. They're sponsors. They're people who care about you and want to help you uh, in your agency. And uh, we'll start with my uh, my good friends over at Agency Performance Partners. They help agencies all over the country, just like you, and carriers just like you, to solve some of the industry's biggest challenges. And that, you know, a lot of times start with people uh, that starts with processes. That is, uh, you know, whether it's a sales process, a retention process that starts with organization of your agency, you know, um, what that looks like. And and they do all of those things uh, in three different ways. Virtually, they do it live or they do it in a do-it-yourself model. You want to go to agencyperformanceparters.com and check that out. Uh, Reach out to me if you want to learn more about that. Um, Go to the website. There's a chat feature. Uh, check it out, agencyperformancepartners.com. Also, my good friends over at Cover Desk. They are the premier solution for virtual assistants. And, and when I say virtual assistants, I'm talking about people that come into your agency that are part of your team that help you to write more business by taking some administrative tasks off the plate, by taking um, unlicensed work off of your licensed producers or your account managers or in your staff. And, and they become part of your team. They help you to grow. They help you to do what you do best, which is building relationships, closing deals, making it rain in the agency. So I, I really think it's going to behoove you if you're looking to hire someone, if you're looking to grow in your agency and you don't have that solution right now, CoverDesk could be that solution for you. Go to CoverDesk.com. Check it out. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so glad you did. Andy and his team do a great job training these people, working with these virtual assistants to help you to grow your agency. Now, uh, on to today's show, I've got my friend coming in here, Davey. Holt from Imperial Premium Finance Company, IPFS, uh, do a phenomenal job uh, working with you and helping you to do uh, unique and fun things with your premium financing. And this discussion is so vital and so cool and uh, very timely right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with my friend, Davey Holt. Davey Holt, my main man, looking good today. Look at you! Thank you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on with the mayor. I got I got to dress nice for the mayor. Man, I feel bad. I, I didn't because I'm, I'm catching a flight in an hour, so I'm kind of in my, <laughs> you know, my flight attire. But man, I like it, man. You even dressed up better than you did at the uh, the brain share event. You got the jacket uh, on. You were well, chilling. I, I had to keep up with uh, with the glove box guys. They had Jays on, so I had, I had to bust out my Jays and yeah, you did, just try bro. just try to live a little bit in their world. They're always they're always rocking the shoe game really nicely. So Dude, they they have some killer shoes. We talked about that. It's funny you said earlier. We were talking about Jenkins. We were talking about his shoe game. He's got his own like agency shoes. That's kind of a cool little trend going on now. I I love it. I mean, look, uh, this is represented in all the things we do, the events, the live events. Yeah. Uh, you, you got to find a way to have some fun. You and do, whether it's whether it's goofy shoes or a fun yep. shirt or tell some jokes. I mean, you got to have some fun with all that stuff. Yeah, you do, you do for sure. And I and I, I can definitely respect that. I just can't, you know. Um, I'm not cool enough to rock the Jays. I just can't. I got to <laughs> stick with like the old man loafers and Skechers, man. I'm getting old. <laughs> By the way, I'm not. I'm not cool enough either. I just force myself to do it just to pretend that I, I just like. Well, hey, you it. rocked it. You rocked it really well, the bro. Rocked in that you. greatness. Thank yeah, you. you definitely rocked it well, though, man. I'll give you that. So, uh, let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a quick walk down memory lane, or as long as you want to. I say quick. I don't want to. You know, you do you. Um, but I, I want the audience to know who old Davey Holt is. I say old, O L E, not old, because <laughs> I'm older than you are. But yeah. Let's take a walk down memory lane. Let's hear about Davey Holt and lead us up to today. 
Yeah, thanks. Um, I my name is Davey Holt. Uh, I'm based in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I work for a company called IPFS. Uh, we uh, for 45 years have been a premium finance company. Last couple of years, we do uh, payment transactions for the insurance industry, uh, payments and some other document services. But uh, me, I am newer. Uh, to both IPFS, to finance, uh, to the insurance world. Only about seven years in, got here in a November 2015. I've got a background in sales and operations management from back in the day. Um, did some blue collar industries, roofing, siding, windows, uh, you know, insulation to contractors, and before that, industrial laundry. Um, so I, I'm, I'm newer to the insurance industry, but a sales background. Um, but but got lucky enough to find a company based in my hometown in Kansas City uh, that is family owned. Uh, and uh, I'm loving it. I, I, I fell in love. I fell in love with um, the business, um, the people, uh, the industry, the workflow, and, and I'm stuck. Just like everybody else who gets stuck in insurance or you know tries to resist their family business or whatever, here, here I am. I am stuck like Chuck here. Now. And you love it. Huh? I love awesome. it. I love it. it. It's been good to me. It's been a great way to, uh, the business has been good. Uh, IPFS has been successful for a long time and it's been a good way to provide yeah. for my family and, and stay engaged and meet really awesome people. I, I just can't, I can't speak enough about the people in this industry and how great they are. So obviously there's a lot to be said for a company that takes care of their people. Yeah. Um, we have, we've had a little bit of an identity crisis over the years because, um, the, the business was started in the 70s at a kitchen table <laughs> yeah. by a guy who left a larger premium finance company. Uh, and then they went through the you know, family that owns us today, um, went on an acquisition tear, you know, bought 30 some premium finance companies, the great track record of keeping the people. Uh, but the biggest acquisition was in 2009 when PFS, if you look at the name IPFS, the PFS brand at the time bought AIG's uh, premium finance company because AIG was going through that you know, uh, post downturn, uh, yep, yep. clearance, clearance sale, if you will. <laughs> right. Um, so we bought, we bought uh, PFS bought Imperial. So yeah. because it was a, such a big acquisition, we became Imperial PFS. And so some yeah. people know us under the old Imperial. Some people know us under the PFS brand. If three, four years ago, if you were down in the Southeast in Florida, Georgia, um, the Deep South, we bought a company called Premium Assignment Corporation. Those folks have come in and now are branded as IPFS. So, um, it you know, the acquisition companies are awesome, uh, but they present some challenges with patchworks of culture and systems. But um, the trade-off is that we've been an awesome, have an awesome track record of keeping people and keeping relationships. Yeah, I think that's huge. Uh, and I think that uh, we, we see a lot of that in our industry as well, when agencies go after other agencies and there's a lot of that going on because there's a lot of attraction there. Um, because again, in, in my opinion, and Jason Cass says it best, we've already mentioned uh, some of him, uh, it's the greatest industry on earth. And I agree with that. I, I think that, you know, I've said it several times as well. So in our industry, we see that happen. But we also see some other trends happen within our industry too that you and I have talked about. And, you know, a lot of agency owners, because there's a lot going on in industry, a lot of things touch one another. A lot of people will will get out of the ownership or out of the producer game to go other routes. And we're seeing insured tech, we're seeing other companies that touch our industry happen. And there's a lot of that goes on too. It is a, um, you know, I, a handful of times been approached to work for an agency or work for agencies or brokerages. And it's just not my discipline. I'm not, right. I'm not interested in getting licensed props to you for going through that. The, the amount, you know, the, the risk side for, for finances is, 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 is hairy enough for me. <laughs> I would yeah, much, yeah, much yeah. less the claims risk, but you know, it's, it's a very, for an agency owner, uh, specifically yep. an agency owner that has kids that could potentially take over the business someday yeah. or, um, you know, has aspirations to stay in it for a while. Like if you're a, you're a you know, middle-aged or younger agency owner and you get that phone call to sell, that's a tough decision. Yeah. Uh, especially when some of the numbers that are thrown out there, you know, to, for, from some of these bigger places uh, are thrown out there because you, you're again, as an agency owner, you're talking about providing for your family. And, and sometimes those multiples and those multipliers can really provide for your family right away. But it's a, I, I think it's a deeper choice. It's a philosophical choice. And, and you really have to be dialed in on what your long-term goal is. Do you want to, you know, kind of like your story, some of the other stories out there, do you want to sell and then move to, 
kind of a consulting or a um, right. vendor service. There's great work. Look at the work you guys are doing. There's great work there. It's a great industry. There's plenty of business. There's plenty of people that need the help and there's a need, right? Yeah, for sure. Or do you, do you go a little more cutthroat and say, hey, I'll wait up my earnout and I'll just start this thing up here in a couple of years anyways, because I'm young enough. And that, that's, a, that's a tough thing to do, yeah. but it's also how the business works. And, and the, um, the acquirers need to know that, that you know, if they buy somebody too young, too hungry, they may just get back in it. And so it, it's a very tough choice, uh, creates some disruption for you know, folks like us, carriers in terms of margins being thinner and bigger groups buy. But boy, I, I just rock in a hard place. I, I just, you know, it's, a, it's an honor for sure to be offered money to buy something that you've built, uh, but a tough choice, a really tough choice. And it, it, one I it is that, but at the same time, you know, like you said, there's there's both sides of this coin. And, you know, one of, it is no secret on my show. We've talked about it before. Uh, not a sponsor. So it's just a freebie plug, but some of our friends over Glovebox grew hundred million dollar agency. <clears throat> they could have rolled that out for the rest of their lives and lived off of that, played some golf, kicked their feet up, enjoyed, mm-hmm. but they wanted more. They wanted to do something different. They wanted to give back to the community. They wanted to give back to the industry so they founded what I think is going to be a staple in our industry. I'll keep looking over here because I've got a, a glove box cup up there. That, um, that do you have the astronaut? Is the astronaut in your in your, <laughs> in oh, yeah. your studio just, right now? Oh yeah, we're just chilling. <laughs> the astronaut, um, and that's even funnier because when I was at ITC, I was in the middle of recording a podcast, and I've got it on video on YouTube. All of the the astronaut, the whole glove box crew walks behind me and starts making right. faces at me. They're just good dudes, but Love them. I do feel like what they're doing in our industry is something that's never been done and it's adding so much value, but I don't think that we could have gotten that value had they not sat in that seat and not yeah. sold insurance. That's right. So, yeah, It has an incredible, I mean, you know, you being a former agency owner talking to agency owners and, you know, in your business and yeah, you know, it, it is immediate, immediate shot to credibility to say, Hey, I've been in your shoes yep. and I can, and, 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 and props to props to the agents that are doing things like, uh, you know, engaging in insure tech to make their industry better, make their claims experience better, yeah. customer experience. Props to agents that go to, um, I said it at, at Brainshare, uh, uh, geographically agnostic technology-focused conferences, right? Because all they're saying is, hey, this isn't my traditional big eye meeting. This isn't just a regional meeting. I'm going to go out of my way to invest in coaching, development, learning, leadership, et cetera, just to make my agency better. Props to the agents that do that. It's, it's an investment. It's time away from your agency. Uh, you know, Most of the time, these aren't agents that do that. They don't have the time to do that. Their phones are right. ringing off the hook with their teams and things like that, but it, it's a sacrifice and it's admirable. And I think what you're saying too with the club box guys, I think we all get stuck. And so when, even when you, you hit the, hit the eject button and you eject out of the, out of the fighter plane, you just want to get back in the fight and you may get in there in a different way, yeah. but you're like, man, there's still so much work to be done and, and people to help and, and solutions to, to, to fix and, and problems to fix and solutions yeah. to deliver. So it's, no, it's exactly a cool, right. it's a cool thing. It's the, I, I never thought I would be this emotionally invested in an industry. And it just, it just one day happened. I realized, man, I'm emotionally invested in this thing. And that's the thing. It's crazy. You say that because, um, you know, I, I think that's something that is not said out loud in that way. So I appreciate you saying that and forgive me for a minute, but I'm gonna make a, a quick movie reference. Yeah. I watched a movie with my son this weekend. Y'all don't judge me for saying this, but have you seen or heard of the movie Hustle on Netflix? It's got Adam Sandler. I haven't watched it, but I, I've scrolled across it. Oh, my gosh. It's a basketball movie, right? And so uh, about a guy comes over and wants to make it in the NBA. He has to work hard, Spaniard player. Anyway, uh, there's a line in the movie when he's trying to make it in the NBA. He's talking, and Adam Sandler gets his face. and he's, It's a very serious role for Adam, yeah. and which is I love it when he does those, too. gets out of his comfort zone. But anyhow, and he's yelling at the guy. He goes, do you have an obsession for this game? Do you love this game? Yeah. You know, not just I want to make millions because you can make it on raw talent alone. Mm-hmm. But do you are you obsessed with this game? And I find my 14-year-old son who's obsessed with basketball right now really resonating with this. And I'm watching his light bulb go off. And so I really think those people in the industry that are obsessed with the industry and that love our industry, not just, hey, it's a cool way to make money and play golf. Those people can make plenty of money. Sure. Those, that's great. You know, but those who are invested, who love this industry, who will fight tooth and nail for this industry, that's a different breed. Totally. And, 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 uh, so 
my my boss, my first boss here at IPFS, he yeah. told you know he told me that that's and I think this is about the time I started really buying emotionally. Yeah, so think about it when there's a huge tornado, you know, rips through towns, uh, you know, cars stolen, house damaged, yep. fire, whatever. Yep. Who's the first person that you think after you yep. talk to your family? I got to call my insurance agent, and all you're looking for is just some guidance, some help calm, steady hand, you know, to yeah. talk you through it. And that's, that's an emotional thing for people. And look, and our, you know, our, our agent partners are cross-selling and they're trying to make sure people are covered and they're trying to deliver products and things like that. But, but when in that time of need, right. In that extreme time of need, loss, pain, suffering, set, you know, whatever you're talking to your agent and your agent has to be uh, uh, a human being with emotion in order to, to, you know, to engage and have empathy, yeah. talk to people. And, and Hey, I know that's getting heavy. What I'll, what I'll back end it with though. Have you seen the videos of Adam Sandler playing basketball? He can ball. Dude can, can ball. ball. Dude he is can. a, I've, I saw a comment that, that he's not a, a pro, but pros have regarded him in pickup games as a solid contributor and, and, uh, and a great point guard. The dude can distribute. <laughs> dude, dude's legit. And you see some of that in the game. And you see some of the things he does. And you can tell when an actor is like being like edited in and like somebody else is in and show his face. And but no. Why he, are his shorts so long though? I mean, he wears right? like like the 1992 dude. and one shorts that go down to your ankles. Right. I, I, hey, I rocked those. I had those at one point. Yeah, dude. Players gonna play and he he likes his well, he likes what he likes, man. And I'm the same way. <laughs> My son and I, you know, Father's Day, we went out, you know, looking for some stuff. And he was like, Dad, you got to get the shorty shorts. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do the shorty shorts. It's back. I can't. I was like, I I grew up, you know, I'm 42 years old. I grew up in the 90s. Fab Five brought them long shorts in. That's right. And when I played ball in high school, it was the long shorts. And so I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And like my son will be like, he'll roll them up so they're even shorter. I'm like, bro. Nobody wants to see that much thigh. Oh, this guy's out, thighs out. But that's my son. So, <laughs> see, dude, just wait 10, 15 years. It'll go back to the long shorts. It's, yeah, it's just, of course. It's, it's just revolutions. It's, it's cyclical. Just, It'll all come back. It is. Uh, just the way it is, bro. Speaking yeah. of, um, okay. So, speaking of cyclical, I want to talk to you about something. Um, great transition. I didn't even pay him to do that, guys. He's just that good. <laughs> so, I got in this industry roughly 20 years ago and um, started my career in the ENS business. And uh, I started off for an ENS wholesaler, ended up becoming Sweat and Crawford, uh, which you may or may not have heard of. A great, great broker, uh, good people. But uh, so, but back in those days, I was even trained. And I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So forgive me if you already heard this, but you know, ENS is just a business nobody else wants. ENS is the crap that, you know, whatever. It's like regarded back then as kind of the trash. Now, you know, I feel like over the years, we've seen a transition in that. And now I see people building like whole books of business, whole segments of their agencies based on ENS business and hard to place business or business with hair on it or high mods, you know, things of that nature. Do you see that from your end of this perspective from obviously you're financing some of that business? Have you seen a growth? Has IPFS trends back that up or is that just me? You know, one of the most common regardless backing up. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, one of the most common, uh, I'll call it objections that we get, our salespeople get in the field um, is we just don't write that type of business and we don't want to. And it's typically because uh, they were burned one time because they didn't know what they they were doing, right? They, They took a flyer on something, didn't know what they were doing, and they either got burned on the risk, the true policy, or they got burned by a bad payment and finance experience by a smaller or a regional or an unprofessional premium finance company. And so I think ENS always will ebb and flow with the hardenings of the market, obviously quite quite hardened market right now. Interesting time because you've got a hardened market right now in terms of that ENS world. And then you also have something that's unique that is is really hasn't happened in a long time, which is you have the cost of money going up because the Fed continues to raise interest rates. And that affects our pricing out to the market as well. And and but at the end of the day, ENS is still tough business. But I think 
the reason that people have this perception is that there were, was something about it that was hard, that was difficult, or someone was burned by. And one of the most common things that we are doing when our sales executives and our marketing team goes out to the market is to say, hey, at least the collection of the down payment, the signature of the document, the finance payment, the paying of the bill, the distribution of the money, the tracking of that, the interaction with the insured, the that's on us. And we do that really well. And that doesn't have to be hard. And so what looked like this huge mountain for, a, for an agent to climb, to do a piece of ENS business or go get a broker appointment and broker some of that business is now not a mountain. It's, a, it's just a speed bump. And, and I think the other thing that's, that's causing that too is home and auto. It's just getting so automated and easy to write that if you really want to differentiate yourself as an agent, you do need to run towards the fire. Yeah. You need to pick a niche or, or a niche, as Mr. Jenkins would say. Right. That, love that. But um, you need to pick a lane or pick a specialty and run at it and become an expert and tell everybody you're going to be an expert. And then as long as you align your broker appointment and your payment and finance company the right way, it's actually not as hard as what a lot of folks in the industry 20 years ago, 15 years, 10 years ago, were taught that ENS is. It's not so hard. We're trying. I'm stealing uh, Jason Cass's line. He, he wants me to say, I'm taking the agency out of agency bill, but we're not. We're not taking agencies out of anything. Right. We might take the the billing out of agency bill. That's what IPFS does. Finance first, but really a full payment transaction to make that ENS placement signature binding smooth as possible. Yeah, I think that's awesome that you're able to do that and that you are doing that. And I want agents listening to this to hear that because you're right. And I tell people this all the time. Like There's certain classes of business that are in the ENS world, so to speak. And then you're seeing that's great business. It just may not fit the appetite of a standard market, which is fine too. They're allowed to do their thing. And I think they're, they've done their research. It's great. But I mean, every city has a roofer. Every city has a welder. Every city has a hotel of some sort, a motel. You know, some of the business that typically fits an ENS market. No, I get it. I wouldn't say build a whole book of business on dynamite manufacturing. Okay. Sure. I get right. it. Don't go after TNT. I mean, I get that. That's fine. Uh, or firework stands, whatever. But if you wanted to go after a, a book of roofers, nothing wrong with that. That's right. And I think using, you know, a, a, an IPFS and the right, you know, fee structures and the right, you know, things of that nature, I think you can make it work. I think you guys, and tell me if I'm wrong and help me on this, you guys can help them to place that business by, you know, things that you guys can do on your end to make it more attractive, right? Absolutely. So the the thing that we're really proud of at IPFS that, um, that we really talk about in the field is our alignment with relationships inside our business. So we give, we give every relationship to people at least, maybe more sometimes. We give you an internal person, an account executive, and a sales executive outside. And each one of them kind of, it's kind of like in a carrier relationship, you've got a field rep and an right? Sales executives there to help with the relationship, train, uh, technology, right. employment, things like that. And then you, you have your internal person who's day-to-day. And we set somebody up. <clears throat> We are a relationship business. We premium finance and payments is 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 not commit to me five years, do a minimum because you just don't know when an insured will pay in full. You can't force them to finance. Financing is a choice by the insured, and so we know we have to make it easy to win the business. And so it's a relationship business. And so even though we set uh, set somebody up on their program or their defaults, we encourage them and want them to call us, create a relationship with us, and know that they can always have special handling, uh, things like that. And, and we're not just an app or a website or a portal. We are still 80 sales, 80 salespeople, uh, account executives all over the country um, that are invested in the daily success of the agencies. And so uh, if that's a lower down payment, if that's an additional installment, if that's you know sliding around the, the, the effective date, combining multiple different policies onto one PFA, there's so many things that as a finance company, we're just educating and, and, and trying to change the perception. Th- this business uh, financing and payments is not as hard as the story 15 years ago, 20 years ago. It's actually a lot easier. Uh, but as I've said a few times when I've spoken about this, uh, we, we didn't get the word out so great. Uh, and that's our fault by because we've been doing, a, we've had a lot of these solutions for a long time. We just weren't telling people. We, we kind of were our own worst enemy. We, we hung in our own shadow in a way, got a lot of relationships and we're the, you know, we're out there, but 
getting that message out hasn't, we haven't been the best at that. So talk to me a minute because I'm a big relationship guy. So tell me about what that looks like. I'm sure there's agents scratching their head right now, or they may have pulled over driving. Like, how do you build a relationship? Why would you build a relationship with your premium finance guy? Mm-hmm. Great question. Um, you don't, you don't, it's, it's kind of like one of those, um, it's like an insurance policy. <laughs> you don't need it until you need it. <laughs> right. Uh, if there's a fire, you hope that your fire extinguisher works. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and so uh, I, I think it is day to day. What we're trying to do is set up the agency for success, create some defaults, create some day to days. Right. And say, look, if everything is cookie cutter, you're set up. But when you have that one client who's got uh, a monoline work comp and two other policies or um they want to finance something really goofy, right? Or they have some specialty risk. And you think as an agent, there's no way they're going to pay this bill. I've looked at their financials. They don't have that money. You want to be able to call somebody. And that doesn't mean, look, the industry tells us that only one out of 10 policies utilizes some sort of finance option. You don't have to call us on every policy. But but just, and by the way, there's really not a lot you have to do from an agent side to invest in that relationship, right? Once you're set up, once we book some loans with you, we know you. That's what we have. We have we have people dedicated either in the branch or out in the field to see you. We're 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 around. We're at association meetings. We're showing yeah. up. You know, we I, I'm available. I've taken with some of these other shows I've done. I've taken calls from all over the country of people going, "Hey, I saw you at a show. Can you do this?" The answer for IPFS is always we're trying to get you to yes, trying to get the loan approved so you can sell the insurance policy and move on. We're not trying to get to a no. We're just trying to create a solution so that our agents can sell the insurance and move on. We are at a mid-roll ad, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I want to talk to you about my uh, good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. If uh, if you're looking for a great solution for your referral partners or for your producers out there, account managers, people working with your prospects, to get that information, the deck pages to complete that quote, to complete that transaction, go to Canopy Connect. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and check this out. Uh, they are your one-click solution to get the deck pages you need to quote your prospect. Go to Canopy Connect. Usecanopy.com. Also, my good friends over at Smart Choice, your, uh, your, your awesome solution, your partner, your friend, in the business is going to help you, whether you're a startup looking for markets or you've been around the block, you've been around the agency world, but you need another market. You need a friend. You need a help. You need someone to come alongside you and help you with market access or advice or things like that. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. They come in with no fees. They come in uh, not wanting to own part of your business. They just want to provide you market access and they work off a commission split. That's only the carriers they provide to you. So uh, what's what's the harm here? No harm, no foul. It's a great opportunity for you. Go to smartchoiceagents.com and check it out. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so glad that you did. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah, and so I think that's, a big part of it that, you know, people sometimes have heard in the past of, you know, they're just looking for any reason to say no, or they don't want to write this, or this is not something in their wheelhouse, so it's not going to work. Or, you know, it's their fault we're not writing it or something to that effect. You hear that too? Yeah, I think I use the analogy like a like a men's clothing store. All right, right? let's go. Yeah. So, so you know, like you go and you're like, I need a suit or I need a tux. Right. Yeah. So, so what do you need? You need the jacket, you need the pants, you need the belt, you need the shoes, you need the undershirt, you need the handkerchief or whatever. Yeah. Can you imagine going to a, <clears throat> going to somebody who tells you they're an expert in something and then you're like, okay, I need a tie. And they're like, we don't do ties. <laughs> right. Why, why not? Well, the ties are really complicated. They're hard to match with the shirts. And, you know, sometimes people's torsos are different sizes. And so we don't know if we need long ties. And really, we don't make a lot of money off those or we don't do it often. We're just really focused on everything else. And that's the same thing that happens in the insurance industry is, is I see so many times agents that say, I'm an expert in X. I'm an expert in commercial auto. I'm an expert in trucking. I'm an expert in work comp. I'm an expert in restaurants, roofers, landscapers, tree trimmers, whatever. And then all of a sudden, when we walk in and we say, Hey, we want to be, you know, we saw that you're an expert in commercial trucking or financing or, you know, or, or, or whatever your niche is. We want to make sure that you're appointed with us directly 
to offer financing, they go, oh, we don't want that business. Right. How can you represent yourself as an expert when you've completely sectioned off ENS? How can you completely ex- you know, cast yourself as an expert? And well, frankly, you know, and you don't do something because it's too hard. Well, let's be real honest. Let's say that you specialize in restaurants. There is a, a, quite a bit of restaurants that are in ENS. Or let's say you've got a perfectly cookie cutter piece of business, but that property has had 47 claims in the last two years. No standard market's going to want it. So it has to go ENS. Or the restaurant decides they need to make more money off liquor and the liquor sales go up. Bingo. Yep. I mean, there's always a reason in my book that you need you know, that, that relationship. So that being said, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to ask you to, to take your IPFS hat off just for a minute. Okay. And we're going to talk about just ENS in general, and we're going to talk about premium finance companies in general. So sure. no bias, no bias. I'll do my best. So because we all know you love IPFS. It's all good. Absolutely. That's why I have you here. Yeah. Um, but if there's a, an agency owner that's listening to this show, that's, you know, looking to build relationships and do the things you're talking about, I'm resonating with this. Davey's killing it right now. What are some advice you would give to looking for, looking for a, you know, a premium finance company or looking for a relationship there? Again, maybe IPFS is not the best fit for this agency, but what's a good thing to look for? Yep. And where do you go from there? This is the best. This is one of Heath, I'm so glad you asked that question. It's a question I've gotten more recently from, I'm just going to say it, people that are listening to your podcast are asking that question right now. Yeah, right? guaranteed. It's like, hey, Davey, cut me through the sales pitch. What, As an agency owner in my region, in my state, what do I need to Bingo. I think the first pitfall that you can get into now as an agency owner is buy too much on technology. And, and you're, you're talking to somebody who's a technology-focused company. Right. But if you just buy something based on the technology of the premium finance company, you're making yeah. a mistake. It's like saying, hey, an insure tech carrier is the best because they have a widget or an app or a AI or a digital this or a digital that. Not to yeah. say that technology is not important, but if you buy on technology only, a new company that doesn't have a lot of history, that can, that can, that can, that can really be a bad choice. Okay. okay. And that segues really into you need to look at the people in the company. And so what I see a lot in not just the premium finance space, but in all of the insure tech space, all of that is you have technology companies that don't have the insurance people work. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. For example, as an agent, would you go try to get an appointment with a carrier who is insure tech based, but didn't have any underwriters? No, no. no. You got to make sure that when you look at an organization that there are that specific industry experts working at that company. You wouldn't okay. want to appoint a premium finance company if there aren't premium finance experienced people in there. You wouldn't want an insurance carrier without insurance carrier experienced people in there. You wouldn't want a TPA without TPA in there. You wouldn't want any of those things. So don't buy too much on technology. Evaluate the experience of the people. Okay. And then the third thing is, what is the fire alarm? What is the escape hatch? What is the eject button? What is, the, what is the insurance policy? Meaning, do I have the cell phone number of somebody I can call when things get weird? And if a company tells you that when something happens, that you need to put in a ticket or send an email to a general inbox or um, you know whatever their, their platform is, you don't have a relationship with that, that company or anybody in that company, and that's a problem. And so in the setup of the relationship, you take the sales call, you sit down with somebody, you negotiate rates, you negotiate a program and terms. You should ask the question, who's my person? Okay. Who's my person? Who is my dedicated contact that has my agency's interest uh, at, at, in, in basically vested in their performance, right? Our, so that's our, something that happens, huh? Yeah. So and, people and, that are listening right now that may not know that. Like It's just like having your under, dedicated underwriter or you have your own dedicated ENS underwriter or your own dedicated whatever. It's not like calling a 800 number and getting a call center. You actually have a legit human that cares about your agency yep. and that cares about you writing that business. Yep. So let me okay. ask you this. I'm you know, John Doe, the John Doe agency. I lose a risk. That equals Davey Holt loses a risk, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, absolutely. That's yeah, something yeah, our, that matters. Yeah. Our, our, our sales executives, our people in the field and our account executives, because we give those people too, um, they're absolutely... Their, their paycheck and their success and their performance grows when the agency sells more insurance and engages in more premium finance. And so we we only want our our uh, agent partners and, and distribution partners, we want their business to grow because that's good for our the performance of our people. 
And so when, when our sales executives knock on the door, what you're finding on our side, this is back to a little bit of a commercial, but it's something, it's a takeaway for an agent too is, am I trying to solve problems in your business for you? Or am I just trying to sell you a product? And you can tell the difference, right? Is the thing I'm, you know, and, and, and we, we, we do it all the time when we train, don't just show up and throw up, right? As a salesperson, don't just walk in and say, here are my rates, here's my program, here's my technology, I'm IPFS, do business with. We want to ask questions about how long has the agency been around? What's the distribution of personal and commercial insurance? What yeah. clusters, associations, or alignments are you part of? Do right. you have a niche offering? What agency management system do you use? What payment processor do you use? What are right. some of the challenges in your agency? And so we truly try to come, come at the agency from the standpoint of, we understand that you may not write 90% of your business ENS and premium finance. Right. But we want to be there. We want to be set up. There's no cost to set up with IPFS. We want to be set up with you so that in the event that something gets weird, you've got that escape hatch, that eject button, that, that, that parachute. And then hopefully what happens is through regular visits and education, we soften that, that idea that ENS is tough. And hopefully what right. we've really done is embolden the agent to chase more business that differentiates it. Back to that original question, right? Yeah. Now that I've, I've, I've shown you that it doesn't have to be so hard, now you feel emboldened again. And oh, by the way, in the finance world, yeah. when you fund the policy in full, you get your commission up front, which everybody likes their money faster too. Sure they do. <laughs> so again, you know, going back to a little bit of an unbiased opinion, let me ask mm-hmm. you this. John Doe, I'm going to use John Doe agency here. And I come to you mm-hmm. and, you know, I've got a great relationship with AFCO. I, I, I don't know. Um, XYZ, yeah. XYZ premium finance company. Mm-hmm. And they treat me well. They do a good job for me. Uh, what would be any kind of reason for them to want to approach you or talk to you at that point? At that point in time, do you tell them, hey, that's great. There's no need to have it. Or is there a reason to have two different premium finance companies? Or should you be exclusive with just one? That's a, that's a great question. Um, so I get paid the big bucks. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So I, I, I try to be as as honest as I can. We can edit this out if you don't want to. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I like it. No edits. No edits. Um, yeah, no edits. I'm down. No, I, so I think what it comes down to is is time for the agency. What kind of time do you have? Yeah, and then what kind of volume do you have? So, for example, if you are an agency that writes, I'm just going to throw a round number out. Less than a hundred thousand dollars in finance, okay? okay? Maybe less than ten deals a year. Okay. Why are you working with two premium finance companies? Okay. Why okay. are you? You're already at probably marketing or brokering the risk when new business comes in or at renewals based on timing and, and whatever. You're going to broker the finance too. Just go get a relationship with somebody who you feel comfortable with, you trust. You can look. Uh, you know, you can renegotiate a premium finance contract every 90 days if you want to. Again, because it's not a contract, it's a relationship. We don't have a, a minimum. It's not like a carrier contract. We have sure. a minimum commitment. So if you're doing a small amount of business, volume-wise and time-wise, yeah. why, 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 bro- why broker that too? Um, okay. Well, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. And this may happen. Uh, again, I, uh, I didn't work for or own a large, big name house. Um, but let's say you've got a large agency. Let's throw out even larger numbers. Let's say you you premium finance a couple million in in ENS business or premium finance business, and let's say you got John Doe, Jane Doe, and you know Billy, uh, and they all three like different people. They have relationships with different premium finance situations. I mean, is that something that makes sense for an agency, or should agency owner listening right now say, "Wait, we probably need to dedicate to one or the other"? Yeah, I wouldn't have more than two, okay. candidly. I mean that that would be my that would be my recommendation. Now some of the large alphabet houses and stuff they everybody's set up and sometimes they have to panelize their uh their 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 quoting process which means the insured is going to get 12 different quotes from 12 different I mean just a mess and they have to in those agencies they dedicate entire staff to uh just brokering, negotiating, placing, implementing, chasing down premium finance. And so definitely don't recommend that. Uh, on a regular basis, because what what ends up you end up getting caught up in your own thing. So, I, I, candidly, I wouldn't have more than two. I'd have a primary and a secondary. Okay, sounds I'd, good. I, you know, I'd have a primary and a secondary, and um, you know, again, you just got to use your gut. Your, you know, yeah. Uh, as a as a, <clears throat> are you working with somebody who's transparent with you? Are you working with somebody that, that can deliver for you? Are you working with somebody that when you needed help, they answered the phone? Um, and 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 we have. 
we have we have very formidable competitors out there. They're 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 uh they're good. They're really good competitors. Out there. Great people um, that we see at trade shows and, and in the field. And, um, what I what I appreciate about some of our most respected competitors is the ones that do things right. And and candidly, it's the some of the regional players, some of the smaller players that are owned by a wholesaler, owned by a carrier, or owned by this that have created the angst, the burn that makes agents go, I got burned that one time. I'm not doing that again because they were working with a fly-by-night or an underdeveloped or an underserviced premium finance company. All right. Let me, okay. Uh, we're still going to play this just a little bit long because I have another question or two. Uh, I'm really enjoying Again, I told you, we would probably get off subject what we originally want to talk about, but this is where I'm at. <laughs> we can roll, because, man. I'm good. Because these are the questions that I get emailed to me on a regular. And so I was like, if I'm going to have the man, Davey Holt on, we got to talk about this. So, yeah. uh, okay. So these companies, and maybe IPFS does this, that have incentives for you to do business with them. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's a, a normal thing or they should be looking at that or that's something you should be attracted to if you've got a, P- a premium finance company saying, we will give you this on a kickback. Yep. Y'all do that? Or is that a normal thing? What's the deal? Is that a, a so, red flag? Yeah. So um, there are plenty of states in the union here that uh, don't accept and don't allow any fee per se, right, sure. to the agency. Yeah. Fee illegal states. Yeah. We regulate that out through our system and our regulatory environment, stuff like that. But then what you really get down to is a, a philosophical decision with the agency. Okay. And I'd honestly say it's about 60-40. I'd say 60% of the agencies we do business with take some sort of fee production, and then about 40% don't. And that 40%, that's that's a committed group. That doesn't necessarily fall within the lines of the volume of business that that agency does either. Like you would think that. Well, the forty percent is just small, small shops that don't do a lot. Not necessarily the case. We we have very large relationships that say we don't want to make money another revenue stream. We're making enough commission. We see the premium finance process as a value add, a service only. So please do not pay us. Um, and so I think as an agency, what you really have to decide is: Are you gonna? The question I always ask is, do you believe or do you use premium finance as a revenue stream for the agency? And if you do a small amount of business, it's not going to give you much. You know, we're talking about a couple points versus the amount of finance. But um, the other thing you got to think about is if you're an agent, you went out and negotiated the relationship with me. You move, you move the electronic distribution around, you send the emails, you collect the downs, you do take time to think about it. Your time's worth something. So we see, we see. Um, a variety of different ways to do this. You can uh, build a uh, fee into the, the, the uh, into the finance charge. What a lot of agents do though, is they'll add just a broker fee that's disclosed on the front of the contract and just say, Hey, yeah. it's 150 bucks. And that's what it costs. You know, Hey, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Sure. Insured. That's what it costs for me to get this. And Oh, by the way, if you don't like that, I understand you could just pay it in full, but this sure. is the cost of, this is the cost of, of doing this business. Oh, by the way, I think the thing that a lot of agents miss out on when they look at interest rates on PFAs is we're not having that insured sign a personal guarantee. They're not leveraging their bank line. This isn't going, this isn't a credit check, right? The collateral in a premium finance loan is the policy itself. And so, you know, an insurance goes, wow, that's, I can get that at my bank cheaper. Yes, you can, but you're using your bank line, which is backed by one of three things, right? If you if you miss that payment, it's a different ballgame. It's a way different ballgame. If you miss our payment, we might, if you miss it long enough, we might cancel your insurance, which you can then rewrite. If We're not talking about liens on your house. Exactly. Oh. I'm not, t- I'm not, t- I'm not taking your, you know, out of the gate. So long as there's not any egregious errors, I'm not taking your trucks. I'm not suing you. I'm not anything like that. It's backed by the policy itself. Most of the loans in the premium finance world are pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's a good thing to to note as well. So as we're wrapping up a little bit, I do want to I want to flip the other side of this coin. What do you look for in partnerships? On the flip side, mm-hmm. what's something if agencies are listening right now? How can I be an attractive partner to a good premium finance company like IPFS? I, I did, curiosity has always been the most redeemable. Um, the most redeemable quality in an agency is just genuine, genuine curiosity. You know, um, answer my questions with a question. Hey, do you use premium finance as a revenue stream? Well, why would I do that? Do, do most agents do that? What, what are other agents in the area doing? How does that get used? Genuine curiosity um, uh, is probably the most redeemable 
quality because when our reps come in, again, one out of 10 policies, we understand premium finance is not a primary function of the agency. Unless again, you're some trucking agency or whatever that does 80, 90% of your business premium finance. You know, general curiosity um, is probably the most uh, redeemable uh, quality. And then um, I would just say that, that, that crawl, walk, run is probably number two is that yeah. I don't need you to eat the whole burrito the first time I sit down and understand premium finance. Okay. I don't, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be an expert on day one. Right. When our reps come in and get you a web access code and get you registered on IPFS.com. We assign you account executive and a sales executive. We know that you're not an expert on our business, but we will crawl, walk, run with you. Uh, yeah. We'll crawl with you. We'll, we'll teach you premium finance, how to collect down payments using our system. Then we'll walk. Then we'll integrate in your agency management system so that you don't even have to rekey data. And then we'll run and we'll help you get creative when you're chasing down that tough, rough and tumble business. And then our, our payment solution that we have embedded is that allows you to eliminate the conversation with the, with the insured. You don't have to ask, do you want to finance? You don't have to be pro- reactive. You don't have to say, oh no, you can't afford it. Let me run to my premium finance company or sit down at my computer and, and crank out a quote. You're proactively saying, hey, here's your payment link. It's got both a pay in full and a finance option embedded in it. Pay however you want. And so we're trying to, you know, we're trying to eliminate that problem. So, but you don't get there as an agent if you're not curious when you sure. hear something that you haven't heard. And then and then patient, you know, crawl, walk, run. Because we will so, we'll, we'll, we'll be patient with you too. Yeah. So one of the things that I love that you just said there, uh, and something that my teachers always told me, and I thought it was just because I was a dumb dumb, but there's no stupid questions, but there's no yeah. dumb questions. That was my favorite thing I ever said because I always felt like I asked the dumbest, stupidest questions as a kid. And even now to this day, and I'm sure some of the questions I was interviewing, like, God, this guy's an idiot. I can't wait to do somebody else's show. But, you know, I, I want <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I want people listening to this show to hear that because I want them to reach out to, again, taking off the IPFS hat for a minute, yeah. any ENS, not ENS, any P, premium finance company, anybody they're talking to, but I want them to hear from you specifically putting that hat back on. If they call IPFS, want to ask some questions, whether they have a contract with you, they work with you or not, you'll take that call. Your reps will take that call and, and hold their hand a little bit and answer those questions. Yeah. We, sometimes we'll have two years worth of prospecting an agency or, or, or warming them up to the concept, or, or they may quote 15 deals with us before one actually accepts financing. Quote, and you'll continue to quote those. Yeah, doesn't cost you anything. We don't mind. We 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 love it. We love the opportunity to present uh, premium financing. It gives us an opportunity to provide a solution. And so, again, you can't force an insured to finance. They may just say, you know what? He thought we're just going to write that check because you know current state of the market, we got a bunch of PPP money sitting here, so we got money in the bank. So we're not going to finance this year. But I'm, I'm hey, thanks for offering. No one's ever offered that to us before. Uh, if things get weird or we, we get in acquisition mode or payroll or seasonal business, we might finance this thing next year. Thanks for offering. Yeah. So I got a whole bunch of things I could easily, you know, get into with you, but just so we could, you know, have time in mind. Yeah, you got to get, on, you gotta get on an airplane, right? I do. I got a flight <laughs> to catch to Charlotte, um, not Charlotte to Chattanooga. That's the word. Yeah. But, um, I will have to say, uh, I do want to have you back on. So I do want to talk about, and I'd love to hear a yes or no answer from you real quick. Just give yep. a preview for the next one. Inflation being such a real thing right now, is that affecting premium finance companies? Yes. Okay. So preview for the next episode. We'll talk a little about that and get some other stuff going on. Because, um, you know, I'll be real candid with you. This is the first time you and I have spoke on the phone more than four minutes. So yeah. I think this went well. I, I think we have a, a beginnings of a beautiful friendship. Um, yeah, Heath, I, I, hey, it's a pleasure meeting you. I really appreciate all the time we've had together up to this point. And thank you for today. And dude, I don't, I love talking shop and just trying to help the industry like you're doing too. I love dude, trying I'll to push this you, industry forward. The, the first impression I had of you, I saw, first of all, this dude knows how to throw down and have a party <laughs> and put on a good event. Uh, I was at an event, you know, sponsored by you guys in, in food trucks in the parking lot and parties <laughs> and fun and, and bringing value. Like you were involved in conversation throughout this yeah. conference. And you, as you would say, you're a newbie in the insurance and you brought so much value to that. I think that's really cool to know that this is not some banker guy or some finance guy. This guy's like invested and wants to talk about our industry. That's right. I'm Super stuck. cool. 
dude. I'm, I'm bought in, man. Yeah, obsessed. And so I love that. Uh, and so I, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. I really do hope that uh, we continue our friendship and, uh, yes, sir. you know, grow that. And I do want you to come back someday um, and bring more value or, you know. So, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being a part of the show. And uh, just thanks for everything you do. Tell me a little bit before we wrap up how to find you. Maybe one or two cool things. I'll give you two or three minutes if you want to. Two or three cool things that set you guys apart. Mm-hmm. And just wrap up with just one last little commercial and how to find you. Yeah. Um, uh, all of our competitors, our large national competitors are bank owned. Uh, we are yeah. a family business. Uh, we are the largest in the space. Um, but we are, IPFS is a family owned, multi-generational business, privately held. So that gives us the ability um to be different. Uh, to get to us, you can reach out to me, uh, davy.holt at ipfs.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just go to ipfs.com. There's submission forms on there to request more information. Uh, you can come to me directly. You can call me with cases, but uh, we're, we're, we're nested here in Kansas City. We have 80 sales executives all throughout the country, uh, account executives embedded all throughout the country in each region. Uh, so yeah, we're, we are out there. We're trying to find all the best um, agent partners in the world, so uh, we may be calling on you too. So if you're if you've you've seen an, an IPFS rep, got an email, respond to that. That works too. But we're just trying to uh, try it for from a payment and finance solution standpoint. Just trying to make the um, agency operation as smooth as possible reduce friction, uh, add some revenue and add some value so that ultimately our agent partners can sell more insurance. That's the point. So uh, my last question to you is, first of all, are you a father? I am, of two. Happy Father's Day. Uh, for yes. those that are listening, no matter when you're listening to this, we just celebrated Father's Day. You got any good dad jokes? <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, Anything appropriate anyway. God. Did that catch you on golf guard? Yeah, you call me. No edits, no edits, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. My six year old's always throwing them at me, but yeah, boy, I'm I'm just drawing a blank right now. Yeah, the six year old's really into the dad jokes right now, dude. They're hilarious. Happy Father's Day to you too, dude. Happy Father's Day. It's it's the best. Kids are that's just the best. I love it. So it's why we it's why we get up and make the donuts every day. A hundred percent, bro. I love that you say that. It means a lot to me. So you're definitely invited back someday. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm gonna go catch this flight before I miss it. Uh, I I do appreciate you so much. Anytime. Safe travels, brother. Talk to you. Hi, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us in the show today. I hope the content that Davey and I brought you today made you a better insurance professional. Guys, uh, reach out to me. Let me know if you want to hear more guests like Davey Holt. I appreciate you continuing to email me, heat at insurancetownpodcast.com. And if you have an idea for your own show, go to getreadysetpodcast.com. Uh, check it out. Uh, Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be glad that you did. Ready, set, podcast. Turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.